Welcome to Tanked Up. It's episode 384. I'm one of your hosts, Ben, here with Adol. Hey! And Lucy. Hi! <laughs> As you can tell, we've started off really, really hot. Really, mm. really well. So let's open some beers. Um, Lucy, you're going to stay hot because you're yeah. not having a beer this evening. You're drinking a hot drink. Yeah, I'm having coffee because I was asleep not long ago. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, uh, I was also asleep not long ago, but I'm gonna yeah. have a beer. <laughs> I don't blame well, you. What beer are you gonna have, Adam? Ooh, this is a special one that I I teased last week. I think it's another Tartarus. But oh uh, yes, if we recall way back in the early 2010s, um, there was this uh this like arms race of the the most IPA IPA ish. Um, possible and like how much ABV the can we shove race. into a beer? Hmm? The IPA anus race. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so Tartarus, and so one of the one of those famous beers was the 120 minute IPA. You remember those? They were put out by Dogfish. Dogfish uh, head. I don't, I don't remember the beer specifically. I don't think I ever had that. Yeah, I mean, uh, but it was like their big. Um, this is the hoppiest beer, and it's 15% Tartarus has made the lad on. Mm. 120-minute IPA, 15.3%. Wow. Damn. Yeah. <clears throat> no, no, I think it was a Brewdog beer that I had that was like... One of these. Like, yeah, like ridiculous 18% strength or something like that, but that was prob- I think that was a stat, though. Oh, what was the... Brewdog did that uh, back in the early days whenever they released kind of limited batch beers. Uh, essentially, they had like a random name generator and it was just like three Ooh. words that used to come out. So every beer was three words that were just randomly generated. And there is something... Uh, I can never remember what it is now, but something squid assassin or, or ninja ninja squid or assassin squid or something like that and that is like a, uh, a yeah that's like I a 15% fucking uh, uh, stout or something game. like that I think mm-hmm. like, yeah. <laughs> oh my the red rye IPA the albino squid assassin yes that's it that's it the bloodless assassin lies in wait motionless in the deepest ink black depths a lone sentinel and gatekeeper to an oak aged booty Waiting silently for the perfect moment to unleash his arsenal. Prepare to be boarded. Full tilt rye whiskey character runs a shot across your bow. Blah, blah, blah. 7.4%. Mm. Oh. Oh, I thought it was more than that. Um, oh. This one like has no flavor version. text. It just says alcohol 15.3% uh, volume, 5.05 UK units in one small bottle. Damn. Wow. <laughs> uh, and it's vegan. Does it say on there, please drink with a friend. Just in uh, case. It do not doesn't. drink whilst pregnant. But also, don't even like, get it look at, it. Don't even look at that it whilst devilly <laughs> label. It's good. It's like a Balrog. Yeah. I don't know. What is a Ladon? Laden? Is that know. a thing? Laden Dragon. Tartarus. Uh, it's a dragon. Oh, okay. I didn't know Laden was a type of dragon. Well, Nor no, I. No. Oh, I see. It's the, it's a um, hundred-headed serpent dragon from Greek mythology. Uh, oh, not the Hydra. Oh, One hundred heads. Well, according to ridiculous. No, may, may, according to this blurb on YouTube, but uh, 
No, it doesn't have to be hundred-headed. It doesn't look like it's just a serpent-like dragon that was uh, twisted around a tree in the Garden of Hesperides uh, and guarded the golden apples. Oh. Um, Hercules, Hercules killed Laden with a bow. Oh, it's the dragon Hercules kills to get the golden apples. Oh. Uh, okay. Eh. Okay. But it's right. not the Hydra. Fair. No, that's obviously so. The problem with Google results giving the description of a YouTube video, which that person probably just made that up or got right. confused. <laughs> what if you cut off the head of like you know one of the Hydras and then you get two until yeah until it reaches a hundred. Uh, feasible, yeah. and it would just topple over because it's so top heavy. But if you do the maths. I was thinking, does that work out? And I don't care it, to know because I'm. It can't. Like, it's not I'm, exponential, I'm, right? <laughs> it's just a linear. It's it's just a linear. Cut one head, get two back. So you just yeah. always add one. It's so if it starts some, with three, like, you cut ninety-seven heads. Sequence or something like right? that. I don't know. Yeah. So if you start with eight heads, you cut them all off. You've suddenly got sixteen. You've then got thirty-two. You've then got sixty-four, and, you, and then suddenly you're like, right, I'm at sixty-four. Now I need to be slightly more careful. Yeah. Now I need to only cut. Tonight. 13 heads to add 13 exactly. to 64. Yes. But you yes. start with... Did you don't have to cut yeah. all the heads oh, yeah, off, right? You no. can cut... It's actually very simple because every head... You could just... If you cut it one head at a time and it had two heads, then you just do 98, 98 strokes and you get to 100. There is a YouTube video dedicated to this math solution. It's probably on, like, number file, uh, YouTube channel or something. Oh, like like how to, how to, how to optimize the number of... Or just what something. the maths is. Just, just yeah, what the, yeah. the algebraic equation is. How to get 100 hydra heads without breaking a sweat. Um, <laughs> what thrilling beer and video what? game content. Yeah, um, what, I'm what? going to open. I'm going to open a beer. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I've been to a shop which sells beer uh, that is slightly further than around the corner. So I have a, uh, a bit of a special beer. Um, it's a, a kind of limited release from Left Handed Giant. Um, they make um, oh bollocks! What's the beer called? Cheeseburger Cavalry, I think, almost mm. uh, every year, which is an, an <laughs> Was idea. Was that put in an AI generator too? <laughs> uh, probably, probably. This year they've made three. So it's almost like the Cannonball Run, mm-hmm. uh, a lighter version, Cheeseburger Cavalry, and then what I have this evening, which is Double Cheese. Mm. It's a hazy double IPA at eight point four percent. Um, it's got an excellent mounted cheeseburger night that on the uh, on the can. A um, nice can. Uh, it is. It does have a little bit of flavour text. Mm. Uh, brewed as a hazy dipper counterpart to our long-running classic cheeseburger cavalry, alongside slider, which is the lighter one, and double cheese to highlight the breadth of mosaic and citra. Heaps of oats, cascading layers of whole leaf hops, two helpings of incognito, and more pellet hops than its two siblings combined. This is double in every way possible. Cool. Yeah. What so. a stupid thing. <laughs> Cheeseburger night. I love it. It's quite a I mean, beautiful it's, can. Yeah. It just makes no yes. sense. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, it's exploded everywhere. Oh, dear. Um, oh poor Adol. Mm. <laughs> we'll come back to you. Uh, for... I, I do want to... I, I found the, the bottle didn't have flavor text, but the website does. So I figured right. it's their third birthday beer. Okay. For such a beast, we have brewed a monstrous IPA, sweet, bitter, strong, and packed with 30 grams per liter of hops split between the boil and dry hop. During a two-hour boil, we added 1.5 kilograms of hops, a mix of Warrior, Simcoe, and Amarillo, every five minutes. A total of 37.5 
kilograms was added to the kettle, totaling nearly 200 IBUs. We then dry hopped it with another 37.5 kilograms of Warriors Simcoe and Amarillo for a total hop rate of 75 kilograms. Barley wine or IPA, who knows? All we know is that it's a monster <laughs> beer. <laughs> and I mean, it does look like a barley wine. Oh, gosh. It's got yeah. a, a little bit of a, it had a bit of a creamy head that's mostly dissipated. It's got that reddy orange character that you get mm. with barley wines. It smells divine. A little sweet, citrus, slightly floral. Like and we're thinking like somewhere like like a dark berry hmm? notes. That you, do you, are you getting any chocolate or dark berry notes? That you get a little bit of berry, but not a lot of chocolate on the nose. Okay. Um, it is the season for a barley wine. Oh yeah, I've had barley wine for ages. We say this almost uh, this time ooh. every year. Yeah. Like, <laughs> wow. You can tell it's strong. It is. It is. <laughs> Syrupy. It is both like <laughs> viscous and sweet. Um, like that finish is still quite sweet. It has mm. a lovely caramelly biscuity malt, though. I dare you to knock it back in one. <laughs> Please don't, <laughs> dude. I barely had dinner. I had a I had a bag of crisps <laughs> before I passed out for an hour. Well, you see, this is I'm on the opposite side of that coin where I gorged myself mm. on food and now I'm struggling. <laughs> Like I mean, drinking my coffee is making my stomach want to explode. So, mm. Yeah. I will I say it doesn't good. taste like fifteen percent. It just tastes strong. Yeah. Fifteen mm. percent in a beer is quite a lot. <clears throat> um, so like it is a it is boisterous. I guess it's it's got it's got heft. It um, I really like the finish though. That like sweet, sickly sweet alcohol lingering with a bit of that caramel maltiness. Just a bit of like piney spice as well. Hmm. Mostly on the like a I guess it's like yeah. It's like um it's got this piney resinous uh undertone that sort of comes out as the sweetness fades in the finish, but is also there in the main taste. It definitely tastes like Halloween. And like the uh, like autumnal, I guess, because I think okay. the fruits, which are like a little appley and like some citrus, but that appley character, it's like covered in toffee because of just the the sweetness going on in this beer. So you're getting like a candied right. apple type vibe. Um, that's nice. Mm. It's a nice flavor combination. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's really good. And like I said, it's got that resinous pininess sitting in the back. So, like, if you were in, say, the forests of Canada at, like, uh, some sort of outdoor Halloween event, having a candied apple and a really, really strong beer, um, this is what it is. Um, it, so, I don't think I could eat. I mean, I could throw it back, but it is, like, heavy. It is. that yeah. Just even the viscosity, especially with that, like, strong, like, they're not trying to hide the sweetness the alcohol is giving. Mm. They're leaning into it, so it's just... I could slam it back, but I wouldn't feel good. And not just no. because it's 15%, but I just mean it's just such a big I beer. savor it, yeah. That, yeah. Um, but it, it definitely... All of those hops are definitely making it not just, like, barley wine-esque, right? Like, mm -hmm. it's, like I said, it's got those fruity flavors. It's got um, that, that hoppy bitterness, which is mostly overpowered by the sweetness 
but yeah. as the sweetness dips and flows, you get that you're like, oh yeah, this has been there the whole time. It's got a nice even character of that resiny pineiness, such that as the sweetness and as the sort of toffee notes and caramelly notes sort of leave or fade into each other, you you get this reminder of the the pine. So every time the taste shifts, you still have that steady resiny note, which is just a nice through line. Um, nice. Yeah, it's really good. It's it's not as bizarre as the last one from Tartarus. It's just really solid mm. and not a beer I would have predicted. Okay, good. good. Yeah. Let's let's see how it sits and and whether and whether uh, I get a bucket uh, smashed with no dinner, yeah. <laughs> smashed or whether it becomes a little bit too sickly. You know how mm. I have the, the, all those things that might kind of happen. We'll, we'll see how that that shakes out. Um, but for me. The double, the double cheese. Um, it's as you expect with the dipper for the for the color. A little nice. bit more orange, perhaps, uh, in person than it is on the camera. Although it is coming across quite similar. Uh, nice white head to it. The can, I could get a, a big, big nose almost as soon as I crack the can. And it's, um, it's kind of uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for. Um, whether I've just got a little bit used to it, but the 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 nose out of the glass isn't quite as strong as that like initial mm -hmm. like hit of uh, of smells when I cracked it. But it's quite light, a little bit now of grapefruit on there, something a little bit sweeter as well, some sweeter malt in there as well. It's it sort of smells like that. Ooh, ooh, hmm. Okay, there's a few things going on in that flavour. It's a little bit... Was it last week's beer or the week before? A little <clears> bit similar in that there's these sweeter notes in there, but they peter out quite quickly. Yeah. And it moves more towards an earthier, not quite bitter, but just sort of a, an earthier, almost vegetal kind of finish on it um almost maybe like a little bit kind of a uh, sweetness of some um maybe something quite subdued like pineapple or something but it's maybe like a maybe like mango which then just ripens in your mouth almost mm. and just becomes that little bit more earthy um it's got that little bit of grapefruit in there as well there's maybe like a hint of lychee or something mm. on there. Um, I'm not getting what I kind of expected um, in the... I think they said that it was uh, mosaic and citra in here. Yeah, highlighting the breadth of mosaic and citra. Okay, so not the standard kinds of flavours that you would mm. sort of expect. Like, I'm not getting a huge amount of citrus from this. Although there is a maybe a touch of like lime running mm. through it as well, but only really, really light. Uh, but it's more that kind of earthy tone that sits over the whole kind of thing so whether it's doing a little bit of sweet it's got a little bit of citrus in it's then moving towards a bit of a bitter finish not much but mm. very very slightly um but then there's this kind of like just earthy nature to it across the entire thing of a, of a sort of a very ripe kind of mango or a, or a bit of lychee or something like that that sort of sits in as well um so it's it's very easy to drink like it's got a little bit of body to it but it's not it's not thick it's not viscous it's just kind of sat in the middle somewhere um 
I do and it's not funny. And it's 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 not that kind of uh, um, sort of those beers that have sort of uh, um, you know whether they've got kind of like orange oil or something in them that gives them right. that little bit of kind of slickness to the to the mouthfeel. It doesn't quite have that, but it's edging towards. That's, you know, it's very medium sort of bodied, but it is very smooth and very sort of nice. And it's got that kind of, um, I think, as as, as Death Hand Giant do in mm. some of their beers, it's almost, it's not quite there, mm-hmm. but you could tell that maybe the lighter versions would have a bit of a pillowy kind of quality to them. This is just a touch heavier than that, but it still feels like it could at any moment kind of just be a little lighter as okay. well. Um, okay. This is very nice. I really like this. Mr. Cheeseburger. Mr. Cheeseburger. Hmm. Double cheese. I'll have one double cheese, please. You um, can has cheeseburger. Okay. <laughs> That's like two thousand and one meme speak. God uh, something like that, yeah. Well <laughs> yeah. I don't know how you pulled that one out. Well we started we started in the early two thousands, so we might as well wrap up the beers in within the early two thousands as well. Mm. So that's good, that's good. Um should we talk about some games then whilst we enjoy these beers? Um I feel like I need to touch on Dark Envoy again. Um I know I mentioned it last week and I said I hadn't gone back to it because um the patch basically stops my save file and I would have to start it again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I still haven't started because <laughs> I updated it all. I opened it. Well, I say I haven't started it. I did. Yeah. I opened it. Mm. I went into the very light character creation uh, that they have for the two starting characters, the the, the, the brother and sister that you start out uh, with um, in this kind of like CRPG style kind of game. And just couldn't bring myself to play it mm. i'm like uh I, I will bring up uh bring up my steam uh to see exactly how much i have played i have played four hours of this game and i don't really want to play the same four hours again mm-hmm. yeah because, understandable um it it's, be such it's, a barrier it can absolutely and it is from what I understand it's not like a CRPG which is open world right it's not kind of like your Baldur's Gates where you start off you play the first kind of half an hour to an hour and then the world is open to you it might be gated in terms of like level caps and those kinds of things about moving through spaces and stuff but from what I understand of Dark Envoy you uh, uh, you kind of you do the first bit right you do the tutorial elements and you 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 understand how the game plays and stuff mm-hmm. and then they kind of let you loose on uh, a very limited kind of world so the idea is cool the story mission is here but you've got the option of going to two other like instances and you can go to those and level up um so I did I went to one I leveled up and then I'm like cool I'll now go to the story instance which is in incredibly fucking difficult uh, even though i picked one to level up at a little bit and it just is uh it doesn't it doesn't quite move quickly enough yeah. for me i think like it's mm. quite slow in it's like you're in this instance and this is going to take you half an hour to get through and that's fine loads of people will really enjoy that yeah but there's this quite intricate sort of set of rooms and spaces to move through on its kind of isometric sort of style uh, um, 
kind of board and the characters you know you've got four classes to pick from at the start so you can kind of tailor your team of two quite quickly into you know whether they are uh, there's any synergies and stuff between classes i haven't played enough to, to know whether any of that kind of comes in but i thought i'd pick you know a warrior melee kind of combat and a i think it's called an engineer but it's much mm-hmm. more ranged kind of combat a bit more crowd control kind of thing so you can freeze people in place your warrior can just go up and bash the shit out of them you know? mm. that kind of combo of of characters and the, the sort of the issues that i ran into were very much that my engineer is just so light that she got killed constantly hmm. and i'm having to kind of kite then around with the warrior to get back to kind of revive her and, and things like hmm. this and the game tries to play with a bit of a cover system um but not in the same way or anywhere near the same kind of success that something like mutant year zero did very very well something like you know it's almost kind of like they want it to be almost this hybrid XCOM kind of CRPG sort of thing so you can move into the space you can get behind cover you can pick your targets out that kind of thing but the amount of stuff that doesn't provide cover which looks like it should (laughs) there's only maybe like Mm. of of all of the stuff that's on the screen that looks like it should provide cover maybe only 20% of it does so it's really limited in that aspect of, does the, it, of does the game does it tell you that before you move your character there that it's so not it, a... it, it it does um yeah. because it comes up with uh, as most games do like a little shield yeah. to show that you would okay. be moving into into cover so i'm like yeah. cool i'll hover over this bit oh there's no shield so that's that's right. not cover i'll hover over to this bit well that's not cover either so basically i can get the only bit that provides me cover is already in the enemy's line of sight. Mm-hmm. So mm. I can't set my character that provides, not even Overwatch, you know, it's not XCOM in that sort of way, but I can get my character who is ranged, sat in cover, send my melee class in so the characters can see him and pull him back out so they track back and my then ranged character can just shoot them mm-hmm. as they're following my warrior. doesn't quite allow you to, that, that level of granularity and being able to play in that sort of in that sort of thing, uh, in that way, and the storyline has opened up a little bit, but it's kind of I hate to say mid tier, but <laughs> the writing wasn't you know I wasn't enamoured by kind of anything that I was seeing or experiencing within those sort of first three hours. Like yeah. it's almost and it, it tries, it really tries. The game really tries. <laughs> I think this is the thing with it. Like it wants to, it yeah. wants to pull you in it wants to keep you engaged it's it's got a you know the graphics uh, and the aesthetic are great when you're in that slightly more isometric view looking down at the uh, kind of the board of spaces and, and things like that and then the the, the the kind of the dungeons that you're running through but it then jumps into like a first person or not a first person like a a, a camera down at eye level looking mm-hmm. at the characters when they're doing their kind of discussions with with other characters, all these interstitials between moving around these spaces, and it's maybe like Skyrim levels of graphics. Mm. So, so it very kind of good. pulls you. That's what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> it pulls you out very quickly of being mm. like, mm. and the one of the things which which really stuck was I'd picked up some gear, and I'd equipped it, and the gear shows up in the. Uh, in those scenes hmm. and it just looked so the thing that my one of my characters had on their face looked so absurd 
that I'm like, oh no, I already want this game to just have a button where I can just turn off the uh, any gear that I put on. I don't want to see yeah. it. I just want them to be their base models. I don't care. Like, because she had this like ridiculous mask on her face. I'm like, why would she be at home talking to her parents wearing this ridiculous mask? She surely should have taken this off. So. It, it tries, it, it wants to kind of be, I think, a big grand kind of uh, uh, role-playing experience. The first four hours don't build up enough to have mm. made me think, cool, I'm happy to just run through that again. Yeah. Mm. So, Whether so... I can skip part of it, you know, it's, it's part of it's tutorial, and I can skip it, I don't know. So I just didn't have the will yeah. <laughs> to even yeah. try. Because... I I'd have thought in a game like this, even though it's like early stages and tutorials can't really get around it, but after that, is there? Do you not think there'd be enough variety in the gameplay to, you know, despite going over the four hours again? But is there not mm. enough there? Do you be like, okay, I'll try. I don't know, maybe this character. I'll try this tactic. I'll see what this. So there was no. There were no new characters. Yeah. Um, I didn't have the ability or didn't have any tool tip that suggested to me that my characters could jump between different classes mm. in any way. So every combat experience in those four hours was exactly the same. Oh, okay, so the, 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 no, like, the amount enemies. of enemies... Yeah. So the amount of enemies changed and the right. enemies themselves changed at least their models. Right. But a lot of it is just, cool, this one charges you. This one shoots at you mm-hmm. this one uh, 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 creates other kind of like robots and shit which will fly around and try and shoot you from distance so you want to kill them first rather than the things that it's created kind of there's a little bit of variety in there mm-hmm. but not enough that it's not just kind of like I've gone to a new dungeon and it's yeah. palette swap of yeah. characters and the same kinds of enemies so I need to approach this in very similar kinds of ways mm. um, it, it did a few little fun things so there were traps uh, uh, um, uh, like a mounted turret that I could sneak up to and without having any skill or hacking that my character could just turn on the enemies mm-hmm. sure I'll do that That's, that seems like a an easy thing to do to kill one of them before I have to engage in this combat kind of thing but it's all a bit kind of not thought through Right. And just a mm. little bit kind of surface level on a lot of the stuff yeah. so far within yeah. those first four hours. Big caveat, first four hours. Right? Yeah. Um, but again, in a, in a way that I'm not interested in finding out whether it does anymore either. That's uh, That's you know, fair. it's like, cool, I can just walk up to this thing and it it takes me five seconds to make it mine. And now the turret will shoot enemies which come into view. Yeah. I mean, cool. Okay. I mean, there's it's hard to get these right, isn't it? Good tactics game. Very much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if it's not doing anything for you in the first four hours, I mean, that's a pretty decent shake. It then, yeah. Mm. Yeah, and you know, I've not played Baldur's Gate three. I very much enjoyed. Uh, you know, I like Baldur's Gate. I like that Pillars of Eternity, that style of mm-hmm. game. And I thought, cool, this is. The, I, I, I uh, it came in as a an email for a, a code. Uh, request and like yes this seems like it might fit that space um, but it didn't 
just didn't hit with mm. me in those first few mm. hours to, to, to want to progress anymore. So um, hopefully it's getting some reasonable kind of reviews. I, I would it's imagine. mostly positive on Steam. So. Mm. Yeah, good, yeah. good. I'm glad. And that, that's really nice. You know, if people have come off again, come off the back of Baldur's Gate 3 and they want something similar, I think Dark Envoy probably released at a reasonable kind of distance mm. to, to, to Baldur's Gate 3 to then get people ticking over within that space. Mm. Like, yeah, cool. I want something slightly different but similar. Um, so uh, I'm glad that it's, um, you know, those reviews are mostly positive. Um, it is by a, a developer called Event Horizon. It's self-published. Um, I uh, don't know their other game, Tower of Time, which came out back in 2018. Um, so they've obviously been working on Dark Envoy if they're not contracted out and freelancing for other kind of mm. studios to provide support and stuff, working on this game for a fair chunk of time, sort of five years. So mm. a lot has gone into it, um, but just just not enough for me to stick it out, really. That seems fair. So yes, uh, that's Dark Envoy. Who knows whether I'll return to it? I, maybe... Probably not. Yeah. yeah. There's uh, let's move on. Yeah, absolutely. Too many games. Mm, Speaking of too many games, I have multiple things to talk about this week. (gasps) Cool. That's good because I haven't played anything, so. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, I thought we might have been done for the podcast after Ben. Just nail the beer now. Absolutely (laughs) nail the beer. We're done. See you later, mate. No. Go, Um, go. The the floor is yours for. So, uh, I have a new housemate. He's. my name's Keith. He's great. He uh, is the teaching fellow here for a year, and it was in, I'm sure long-time listeners know this time last year, well, maybe like a month ago, 13 months ago, I had a hard time finding a place to live in Durham. Mm-hmm. Yes. To move. Um, Keith had less time because I had the whole month of September, and he was hired when I got my permanent job that same week, so like less than two weeks before term started. Wow. And he lives in Dublin. Uh, where he has a wife and three young children. Uh, oh, shit. Jesus. Yeah, so Keith is... Well, we arranged the schedule so he would at least have Fridays off so he could mm-hmm. go home a reasonable amount of time. Keith's great, um, but obviously with that, between PH, uh, grad school and um, family, he hasn't played games a lot. So it's been kind of lovely because I was just like, oh, Someone I was. I turned on games. the switch, which I hadn't turned on for ages, <laughs> uh, and I got to watch someone play the first hour of Untitled Goose Game, uh, having no idea what the hell it is, and it was yeah. mwah. Sorry. It's very uh, good. <laughs> it, I forgot how fucking quaint and lovely and just well thought out and dumb that game is like just all of the details are so dumb but so well done <laughs> like th- there's a moment where you um you can pick up a, like a, an empty milk bottle hmm. and if you hit the honk button then <laughs> the sound waves they draw are muffled and it, it's muffled oh, it goes, right, yeah. That's and good. like yeah. stupid shit like that You're like there's no reason you should have coded this but i'm so happy you coded this <laughs> What I love is like it's, it's, I think the team are from uh, Australia, and yet they made like the most British game ever. <laughs> it's like yes, very, very much. Impressive. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah definitely. Um, here, living in Durham, 
in this in this part of Durham. It definitely felt mm-hmm. like that goose was just around the corner. <laughs> There's a lot of green spaces surrounding Durham. It's quite a like thin town in that sense where it's a bunch of like more recent builds in brick than like say the heart of Bristol, right? Yep. Um and so it's just like, yep, this is what it is. Mm. There's nature, like if I walk for ten minutes in that direction, I hit nature. Ten minutes that direction, I hit nature, and of course there's this is exactly where a goose would run amok. I I was just having a quick look uh, on Steam, and I very much love Mm. the description of the game. Mm. Uh, It's a lovely morning in the village, and you are a horrible goose. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yes, perfect. Yeah, because I think the developers said like, because there's no geese in Australia, and they're like. We've heard stories about geese. <laughs> oh, oh my god! The feet. It does have the user-defined tag "villain protagonist." <laughs> oh, that's very good. <laughs> I mean, I've never, I've never seen this tag before. Um, it, it, so it, fe- it goes. It features a horrible goose. Parentheses. That's you. A town full of people just trying to get on with their day. Parentheses. You hate them. <laughs> A dedicated honk button. Parentheses, three exclamation points. Like, mm. But one thing that I um, I I didn't try and I kind of regret, but I played this start to finish, like, right away. Yeah. So I've never played the two-player Goose game. Yeah. Which was an update that... Yes, Ben. Mm. They updated it with two geese, two furious. <laughs> and so but i just i wanted to watch keith do it by himself and yeah. like yeah so i just was like a little back cd of like he's like well, i'm not sure what to do i'm like oh why don't you try doing this but like kind of want to restart it with with dual geesing mm, absolutely <laughs> uh, I did yeah know. i remember seeing that at like egx and i think it was at like the following month after EGX, whichever year that was, and I'm not even exaggerating, it was the longest queue at EGX that year. Oh, I like. I think yeah, it might have sense. even been part of like a Nintendo booth, and I don't know what Nintendo games came out that year or whatever, but it was literally the longest queue there. And it's like, it's out in a month, mm. people. <laughs> Why are you queuing yeah. like four hours to play this goose game? Because uh, yeah. it's probably the most fun they were they they're gonna have that day. Probably, it is a very good game. I did, I did enjoy my time with it. Yeah, yeah. It's just one of those. It's just like, yeah, sort of stealth game with, you know, Agent Forty Seven like, garroting everybody's throats. Make a little one with a goose, <laughs> solid snake. Yeah. I just love how much of an asshole you are. <laughs> you just I absolutely, yeah. yeah. So bad. We need to make just life like just... a cat. <laughs> like, like I. I... Mm. <laughs> Yeah, Stray, Stray didn't yeah. have enough um, assholery. Cat assholing. Yeah. Just knocking shit off. You could knock mm-hmm. shit off. There was yeah. there was a little kind of side thing where actually you, you could gain access to a building by knocking yeah. some paint mm-hmm. off of a wall. Off mm-hmm. of oh, I remember that. Um, and there's, there's a few things. Yeah, there's a mm-hmm. few things. But definitely we need, we need, we need more villain protagonist games yeah. that aren't, uh, you know, uh, the, the ones that came up were like Carrion and stuff. Mm-hmm. Which no, is, what? yes, villain protagonist, but 
fucking no. demonic monster that eats everything. We just need like mundane shit. Yeah, yeah well, we pushing like, stuff <laughs> off the wall. <laughs> I, I was gonna say less anthropocentric gaming as well, but I guess you really are. Humans are centered because the goose doesn't want to mess up other animals' days; just wants to mess up humans' days. <laughs> so it's still kind of anthropocentric in that sense. It just chases the boy. Oh, <laughs> that like trap the boy in the phone booth. The boy, yeah. <laughs> and oh, that, that that boy you boy. harass so much, you like because it's like the second level, I think, or area, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. But like you. Scare him out of his glasses, and then you grab glasses from the he shop and make him put those on for no reason. And then, and then the rest of the scene, he's just wearing the wrong glasses. Yeah. And then you like steal his toy airplane, and you put it in the shop on the toy table, and he tries to just pick up his toy, and then the shopkeep lady yells at him and makes him buy it, and you're like, "This poor horrendous. son of a bitch." And and the ending is, is probably one of the best endings in video games, which I won't spoil for anyone who hasn't played it, but mm, just mm. that last sequence <laughs> of what you get. It's just, it's so good. But, um, it is very yeah. good, yeah. No, like, the next door's cat was just, it took like four of us to usher her out. She like kept running back in the house. I don't know what was wrong with her. She was on a tear <laughs> today. It's like, <laughs> you've been fed. Please get out. <laughs> He's asked you nicely. <laughs> Several times, just just howling. Your beds are all so warm. Uh, she's uh, yeah. She was awful this morning. It was like I got. I have to sit my exam today, and you're not like to have any distractions. I don't want to like mm. suddenly turn around because someone accidentally left a window open and just have this cat in here <laughs> during the exam. So, well, that's and really it just funny. voids my exam. So it's like you need to calm down. Yeah, cats. Oh, I've suddenly started sneezing. Um, Oh, that that fifteen percent beer. I discovered this, uh, by the way, um, Hmm. when I was recording the uh, upcoming new Out of Lives podcast with um, Dave Mm. and Bob. Did you know that Discord now has a soundboard? But the best part is because we record everything on Audacity, whatever I use this soundboard on won't be recorded because of the nature of the audio streams. I'm pretty sure. So like, Ooh. even though, yeah. hmm? yes, on Audacity, no, but on the video version, uh, are those OBS coming through? Will capture it. Yes. Oh, good. It's dumb, but I love it. Sorry, yeah. folks. Oh, no, where is this? It's literally so. If this? you look in, in right under the, the the thing that usually goes all sour, that's like the video connection quality. Mm. There's the turn off camera, the share your oh, screen, yeah. and there's open soundboard, and it's got <laughs> yeah, sad part trombone, crickets, <laughs> golf clap, quack, air horn, and. But what I'm have tish. they done? I mean, what have they, brilliant. This should not be because I well, see so that, where this podcast it, is going to go forward. The thing is, it's it's very good that the podcast itself can't no because record it. Otherwise, we would abuse it. But now it's just That's like true. the listeners yes. will have no idea what we're laughing at half the time. Yeah, which is for the, the case anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Let's move on then. He did. Yes, he definitely. Um, it. It was definitely a. I'm not sure what to do. 
part parts of the f first few like after yeah, the first so couple ones. Some of, some um, of the stuff in there is, you know, tricky. Some esoteric thinking, mm -hmm. and if you haven't played games in a while, right? Like, so let's put it this way: he's found a Windows 11 running executable, so we can play Civ 2 together. <laughs> nice. Very nice. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And like again, this was a thing. It's like, oh, we both had a Civ two era. We definitely have to try yeah. this. Like, I'm not. I mean, but the, I just mean like that's that's the thing guy, he's excited about. He's not excited about playing Goose Game, like though. A, I think he enjoyed it. That sounds like something a guy called Keith would play. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. We've all loved mm. Keith. My, um, my uncle's called Keith, so we all love to keep yeah. that there. So it's just oh, like, yeah, uh, a guy I mean, called we, Keith uh, would play <laughs> I do remember for a, for a mate's birthday, we must have been like 17, maybe. Mm -hmm. So we couldn't go out. And for his birthday, um, we basically took my PC to his house and uh, linked them up. So we had two mm. PCs linked up. And there were four of us, basically just got high as fuck mm. and drank a load uh, because we couldn't do that out in the street. Um, mm. And uh, we played uh, Total Annihilation. Oh, wow. Uh, nice. Just, which is like a Command and Conquer style mm -hmm. game, if, if people don't know. Uh, we played that for hours. And I remember at some point I'm like I've checked out I'm not I'm, I'm done for the evening yeah. and uh, the other two of the other people uh, Jack and Tom they stayed up till three in the morning uh, building up armies they're like we won't attack each other let's just let's just build oh, and we have this like grand battle in Total Annihilation and one of the PCs just died shat the bed and it, that was like four hours of them just playing and playing and building and building and building just gone that's really fun. Oh, good. Brilliant. But now it's time to have another smoke and go to sleep. Okay. Fine. <laughs> Sounds like a good birthday, then. Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's how every birthday should be. Um, Not the 3 a.m. part. I couldn't have that now. No, in bed by 10. Yeah. Yeah. That was my that was my birthday yesterday, in bed by 10. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. Oh, yeah. I mean, I didn't say it in person, so happy birthday. Yes. Yeah, they're on the old yeah. textuals. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Cheers, brother. Um, also, I can say it in person, in person, because I'm going to be in Bristol tomorrow in through days. Sunday. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Yeah, and I've got a treat to bring to you. <laughs> oh, yes. Mm. There might be a second treat. Oh. oh don't promise him if a good interesting, time. Interesting. Mm. <laughs> Um, you mentioned you'd had multiple things, multiple I games, did. perhaps. I did. I still do. Um, okay. The reason why the Switch was turned on was actually to because um, I caved and bought Super Mario Wonder. Ooh, ah. Nice. And I was like, oh, I just got this game. And Keith's like, oh, it's a Super Mario game. Like, And, and again... Missed this entire era between Super Mario World and now, and it's like it plays just like Super Mario World. I really <laughs> like the way it handles. Mm. Um, it yeah, really does remind me of Mario played. Three, Mario World. Yeah. Um, I mean, let's not be crazy. Um, oh, I said reminds me. That, no, we will not be smirch. To be fair, reminds is a similarity. It doesn't have to be. Yeah. Same. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. I think yeah, what no, I'm saying I, is I, the, uh, honest, the two Mario games I've played it, in between mm. have felt more, haven't felt that similar in this way. I think there's like a momentum Mario... or something that's they've figured out how to go back to. Yeah, it just uh, feels a lot more. It does feel tight. better. Yeah, because those U games are just U games. they're okay. I think the, the 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 Super Mario Bros. U or whatever it is. I don't know. I think I played at least one of them. Um, mm. I mean, those are just ugly and soulless anyway. But um, they look like really phone-in games. But they play okay. I think like with enough knowing going into those because I I came to those much later than you know when they were first released. But going into them and just being like, okay, I know this isn't going to be that good. I think then you'll have a good time with those. Um, giving mm. Mario the kind of like wall slide, I think, is the worst mechanic and the biggest mistake the Mario franchise has ever done. I can't stand it. I can't remember if this game has it. Um, uh, it I think it just like like when you know, say if you're jumping against a pipe, you like mm. sort of like can just jump back off it. Instead of just like, uh, yeah. like it's like you jump onto it, it slows you down. Yes, and, and then you can slide. Bits of dust and then, that come out yeah. of the top, and then you can jump. Yeah, so I think yeah. it doesn't have wall slide; it just has wall jumping. But you, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't think... like that wall jumping. Yeah, whatever. I, I can't stand that. Um, like Celeste, uh, Celeste did right. Yeah, but Celeste had like that a, slide kind of. That's a different game. No, no, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, but just... like, yeah, like the like tons of platformers have it. It's just mm. not right in a Mario game for me. It's like it's weird. It's <laughs> it shouldn't exist. It sh- I shouldn't be able to stop myself from falling down a hole by doing a wall jump. It's, right, mm. sure. It's not right. <laughs> He's a plumber. <laughs> the gravity would take him down. Mario cannot wall slide. Mm. Yeah. But but yeah, how how is it? I mean, I've played it in a certain way but not much of it because as you don't know about me and uh, know about me um, I like to tinker and when I tinker and get mm. a game running I don't ever touch the game because I am s- mm. satisfied by just with getting the it running with the tinker so I might go back to it especially if I can make it run at a steady 60 frames um, mm. but yeah, no, I've just, um, wait just to just one, just to interrupt somewhere. Mm-hmm. I don't know where I'm getting this from. Is someone being called on Skype somewhere? I think it's. Uh... It's not me. I don't hear anything. Well, I hear I hear you. Well, guys, very very slight. Oh, that's the Skype ringtone or something. It's very like tiny tiny little. Is ringtone. it still yes. happening in the background? Yeah, yes. Funny. Hold on. <laughs> My sister has this alarm. I couldn't hear it. Oh, it's an uh, alarm. Yeah, okay. you heard that over this. I couldn't. Yeah, I did hear something. I didn't. Like tingling. Maybe I'm going deaf if you could hear it. <laughs> little, a little tingle. It's, I think it's because I hear hmm. it all the time. It's, all the time. Uh, and I think <laughs> it's because it instead out. of making me go insane, which it used to, I think I started mm. to block it out because I'm like, Fair. turn it off. Yeah. It does seem to have stopped now. Yeah, um, it's yeah. Stopped. it has stopped. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Let me deal with this because I'm angry. 
<laughs> Turn your nose. Maybe I have no, she's just done. like she's done it. It's it off. Out. It's yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely off. Yeah, yeah. Okay. There we go. I'll, 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 I'll deal with that later. Slight interruption. Okay. It's just like. I mean, I don't care about the corner, it's just like, it, this happens all the time, it's like in the morning as well, it's like, it's like, it's like when, if you know it's going to go off, keep your phone Just lying in bed. Mm. Yeah. Lying it's in bed alarm. is going, and going, and going, and going, it's, it's like, like oh. It has a set time, I don't even know what the times are, it's like sometimes it's morning, so I don't know why, <laughs> I don't know why it is, this is like, I just set it for 9.42, just, just goes off, like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, um, Super Mario. Super Mario. Yeah, Super Mario. I really like it. Um, I think it was put, making it in the Flower Kingdom and making it so that means something, in a way that like Mario Kart has like the Mushroom Cup and the Flower Cup and the Star mm-hmm. Cup, and they're all the same. Giving like a distinct persona to the Flower Kingdom uh, was a neat idea because we just always. It's most of the Mario games take place in the Mushroom Kingdom, but we have fire flowers and we have all these things. And yep. having like on the second level, having fucking singing piranha plants is hilarious and great. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. And the the first power up you get being the elephant, I think, was also a really smart move. I don't know if the elephant's new to this game or in one of the middle it ones is, I never yeah. played. No, um, but again, game. really smart because you. Yeah, it just it it front loads a lot of the new stuff in a way that doesn't mm-hmm. take like away from pl- talking flowers. Oh, I, I I haven't even looked in the menu to figure out how to turn them off. I my brain immediately was like, "You're gonna pretend this doesn't exist." <laughs> like that alarm. That yeah, like. exactly, exactly <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. I remember you 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 talking about those, and I was like, "Oh, here they come," and I was like, "Oh." I, and then, like, three levels later, I'm like, I don't know if these things do a thing. And then I'm like, oh, no, I've just actively been tuning them out. Yeah. But apparently, there's a velocity slider, so that's good. I'm going to yeah. turn those stupid plants right down. Because I don't need mm. to be like, oh, hi, Mario. Order us. And it's like... Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. It, so what I would say is it's, like, the first... <laughs> <laughs> worlds are super it, it's pretty easy game all considered things like uh yeah, yeah but i just mean like to get because there's two um is it too easy though seeds. or is there like actual platforming challenge in it yeah so there's two wonder seeds per level and the first couple areas we kind of just accidentally got both without really trying mm-hmm. uh they have i obviously we found a couple secret areas which meant which helped because um, it's gated, right? So you need X number of wonder seeds in order to like get uh, free the castle from a thing, so that you can finish the castle or unlock a path, Wasn't right? Unfree the toads or whatever it is. Um, and that's all fine. Uh, and I think after this, in the second main, like a post first castle, basically, mm-hmm. um. The areas got a little hard. The challenge was clearly ramping up, but there's so many ways to get seeds. And, like, because each level has two, uh, progression is gated at a really low barrier, right? Obviously, if you're a completionist or you want the challenge, you're going to try and double seed each zone. And I unlocked a thing that was like a four star difficulty level. And sure enough, 
we lost all our lives and had to use <sighs> some of the currency to buy more lives because it was like, nope. Because, of course, when you play in two-player, when you lose, you uh, lose two lives. Yeah, yeah. Uh. And so, in a way, figuring out that that level was, like, real tough and don't know how to handle it was just, like, crushing us. Because we were both just trying to figure out what was going on. But, like, if one person walked in, you would figure out, figure out ah, maybe I'll come back after trying three times. We did, but we lost six lives in the, in the, in the battle because there was two of us, right? And we only had seven. Um, hmm, so there is but, a challenge. Yeah, and the, and like it's a secret area. Like I, I unlocked a yeah. path, and you have to walk up to a mountain, and it literally says, "What I like is the level says how many seeds it has, and then what difficulty." And the main path tends to be difficulty one or two, and then no, on an easy off five every make every normal <laughs> level five. If the, if the babies can't cope with it, um, then, and then know. I I suspect it'll ramp to three threes more often because again this was the beginning hour ish of the game right um, maybe hour and a half mm. two hours that's so weird um, having like difficulty levels in a Mario game yeah I think it's fine just because like I said when you hit that f- when at that four star when it was like oh we've just been crushed mm-hmm. we know it's not going to get any better it's a four star difficulty and we haven't really seen threes why don't we just like come back to this some other time and then sure enough we tried the three and the first three star level and also I wasn't paying attention usually I was just walking and hit start but the first three three star level we did was the first one of the first ones where we didn't accidentally stumble into the second wonder seed because obviously you had to do something else to unlock the part of the level that allowed you to free it basically because mm. basically there's all in all the levels there's like you if you can find the way to unlock uh wonder flower which is essentially like a fire flower that's like iridescent blue it then like flips the level on you and and you kind of go into like a shadow realm version and a whole bunch of stuff happens and you're now doing a different part of the level you succeed at it you then get that seed and then if you finish the level you get the other seed and so finishing the level gets one seed on finding the findings on i'm assuming finding the path to get you to get to the bonus area and then completing it it gets you the mm-hmm. second seed and i think mm-hmm. that middle bit of finding the path it'll be less obvious as the game goes on because mm-hmm. like we just did it so like we had almost one and a half times the number of seeds by the time we got to the first gate it's like oh I'm, I'm and sure enough the second gate it was like we had i think we had 12 or 13 seeds we had 12 seeds and we needed 10 and the next gate was 14 and we had unlocked five levels it's like okay well <laughs> We we played one level and immediately it was like, well, we can we can just ignore the rest of this area because we could already get past the fourteen gate. So I, yeah. I, it's clearly made so that if you don't want the challenge or if you just want to play uh, the game of get through the level, progress. The uh, that'll just work with the number of levels there are. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. that you don't like, have to like nice do the bonus content. Nintendo games, yeah, yeah, it makes yeah. sense. Just. I don't know. Maybe we should make the Mario series just gritty and inaccessible for most people. Mm, what would you change your name? No. So so Mario's the guy who has the, is the easy peasy baby game, and Wario is no, the like no, no, bunch no, of weird mini games. We just we just gatekeep people out of this. You know, we don't make baby Mario games like Odyssey. We get we get like so baby um, game. It, mm. but it's. 
like I, I was looking through thinking um there must be like Mario must be one of the most prolific like game series there must be so many of these games that it's got to be the the, the most used kind of title and, and the Mario series must have the most amount of games in it whether mm. they're 2D 3D you know whatever but obviously running back to him featuring in Donkey Kong and stuff like that right mm. so you've got, you've got Donkey Kong Donkey Kong Jr then you've got Mario Bros Mario Brothers or Mario Bros special then there's a game called Wrecking Crew which oh. is, is is Mario yeah right? but that's the and best then one to, and then it jumps to <laughs> Super Mario Bros yeah and that's the so that is then everything moving forward, right? Something mm. like Super Mario Bros. That's that's how we're moving forward with everything. Um, and whether then that you get all the way through to, and okay, some things drop the, um, they don't drop the Super, so you've still got Super Mario Galaxy, um, Super Paper Mario, Super Mario Brothers, uh, Super, new Super Mario Brothers, you know, all of these uh, more modern games, Super Mario 3D Land, you know, even up to, to now, Super Lounge Mario really Maker, Super is added on, right? So then you, you jump to the next thing. It's like Dragon Ball. You've got Dragon <laughs> Ball, then you've got Dragon Ball Z, mm. then you've got Dragon Ball GT. They're just about to make a Dragon Ball uh, something else as well. Super already came down, um, literally. Super. So, so you could just be like Ultra Mario Bros. <laughs> And yeah. just just add a, a, just change it very slightly, and just fuck around with it so much because you know obviously that's, this is what is Mario it Super Mario Super, Mar- <laughs> Super Mario Bros Wonder is that like the full yeah. title of the game? So we're still in this like super period which has lasted for forty years essentially. Mm. Um, you know, just just Mario Bros was kind of like two games and Donkey Kong mm. and, and Wrecking Crew sort of thing. Uh, but yeah, just just chuck it in, like ultra. Well, I mean, Mario Wrecking Bros. Crew is the game Extreme that when you play <laughs> when you play um, two player on Super Mario Brothers three. If you go into a level you've already finished, you play a round of Wrecking Crew. Have you not done mm. this? And then no. whoever wins that, it's their turn now. No. Have you? Oh. What have you? Have you really never played Wrecking Crew within Mario Brothers three? No. Oh my god, I didn't I thought everyone knew get a <clears throat> turn on your NES. Get a ROM. I do have one and I also yeah, have yeah. an analog pocket, so that can be easily done. Mm. Just mm. this experimentation, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Good. Um yeah, I I I now if we wanted to go in the gritty way, extreme Mario Brothers mm. is the uh is the jump. Yeah, I mean I I get it. It's it's going to be Extreme Mario Bros. It's going to be like Fist of the North Star style (laughs) anime graphics and aesthetics. It's just pure blood every (laughs) fucking way. Oh my god, Mario! You know what? Yeah, it it's the same. It's the same levels, etc. But you have a slow mo button and a katana. (laughs) 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 So you do the like. Or it's more like, uh, or it's more like something like Blasphemous, where you every every kill or like Dark Souls or every kill is like some ridiculous animation yeah. to actually like batter the like, shit out of things with his fists. The Goombas are like, you need to repent, uh, a penitent one. Nice. <laughs> Which is where they always just start like. You get to like level three, and the Goombas see you come and they just run away because your reputation <laughs> precedes you massively. And they're like, "No!" 
wow. There, w- there was a mod who just that chases made them the, down um... and batters the shit out of them. <laughs> there was a mod that made all the flowers uh, like hurl expletives at you. Um, but I think oh yeah, N- Nintendo oh, man. removed the video we... of it. Oh. <laughs> it was just, like, of course they did. Of course like, they did. I'm gonna kill you. We need we need someone yeah. to do like a mod where it's all just in like Gary Boosie's voice or something. <laughs> so again, extremely aggressive, Jesus. just like really insane, or just Nicolas Cage, just some just the flowers, <laughs> just like you walk past and like fuck you. Like, oh, good, oh I you. I think I said Wrecking Crew. I meant just the original Mario Bros. arcade game. Ah, uh, right. Okay. Yeah. So if if if, if you go on the same spot. As the other, so Mario and Luigi are in the same spot, and then you try and go into that level. It does a Mario Bros. mini game, which I, I assume mean, you also didn't know, because otherwise you would no. have corrected me on. No, yeah, it's no. It, it's really so I'm many surpri- hidden things in those games. That, mm. that it's like it's like oh yeah, I forget that was there. I'm still discovering things in that game, like what thirty years on, so. Oh yeah, good, I, I mean, I used to do that all the time and annoyed my sisters because they wanted to play the regular game. <laughs> but now, now you know, apparently I've been like poking at the borders of games since I was a wee lad. Yes. Because I just assumed everyone knew that because obviously you try to go into the same level as someone else. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um. You've been broken the... for a time, is what you're saying. Oh, you've God. been um, a rebel, yeah. if that a cause. Oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm glad you said that. I was about to say, oh, you've been talking to my ex-girlfriend, but <laughs> <laughs> doesn't work if it's a rebel without a cause. Um, um, the last the, thing, the, 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 yes, uh, was I finally got around to playing Venba, but uh, only the first oh, few nice. chapters. And it's great okay, and wonderful, good. and I love it, and I, mm-hmm. I'm i happy, given mm-hmm. the time. If we want to talk about that next week, I should finish it by then. Um, it's great. It's yeah. The art style is lovely. I want to say just, if you do play it, I actually think you should play with headphones. Um, mm. Because the, yeah, the sound is really, crackle. sound design is very good. Mm. Um, yeah, even even in the actual, like... Cooking, cooking yeah, yeah, but also even the like plot points where you're walking around and stuff, the foley's really good. Mm-hmm. And like I, I started it on the Steam Deck without um, my headphones in, and then when I put them in because I didn't want to bother Keith, I was like, oh, this is well worth it. This is like, this isn't just like a oh, like a lot of cooking games just have sounds, and a lot of games mm. like this that are indie, you could easily just be generic scoring, but they've really put effort in the soundstage and like. The sound effects, especially in the plot parts, are well thought out, mm. and they really do put. They really do have good narrative push. Because uh, if you don't know, it's like about an immigrant, an Indian family who moved to Canada and have a baby in the eighties, and it's but it's really about cooking meals on important dates or times and pivotal moments in their lives, and then the meals they have around there. And yeah. you are essentially playing a cooking game every moment but the moments are the thing that drives you to want to keep playing the game i would say i'm really interested in the story um yeah 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 I, oh I really liked it. yeah I you've it. you've beat it lucy yeah beat um, it and wrote that um uh thing which i really needed to get back to my blog mm. i think thank you thank you uh 
Yeah, it's. <laughs> I need. I need to get back to writing for it. Um. Uh. But yes. Uh, I wrote about it there because yeah, it's, it's it's a nice little game. It's very nice. Mm. And I saw, uh, recently on um, Twitter that they are actually adding like a in-game like actual recipe book for people to. Oh, wow. Uh, oh, I was going to say, because that was my one disappointment, was the recipe book. I, I was yeah. hoping that when you opened the book, you would see our recipe. But I thought it would just be like, wouldn't like have a, to a do... different menu. Like, um, just yeah. like in, you know, extra, extras in the, in the main menu. Just yeah. like actual recipes. And it's like, I thought that was like, yeah, a bit of a miss... I thought that was just like a shoe-on to be in there, but a shoe-in to be there, but wasn't there but they're adding it which is really cool so yeah that is really cool obviously said something about it so so yeah wait till then there's the hardback version like the amount of game uh, uh, there's there is definitely a i don't know who it is but um there are a bunch of cooking books right that are video game themed oh really so yeah, there's been are, like yeah. a final fantasy 14 mm. uh cookbook which is what? like the meals, the meals oh. that you can cook from Final Fantasy XIV. Someone has actually created the proper recipe for people mm-hmm. to make these things. That's really and funny. A, I think there's a Skyrim one. Yeah, there's there's a, a bunch. There's an absolute bunch. So to oh, have gosh, an actual cooking it. game, yeah, that, that is yeah. trying to be authentic in the kind of food that it's making mm-hmm. and actually how it's made would mm. be a really interesting concept. That actually just come out as a cookbook. Yeah, no, that would be like the, the be most be- They should use like, actual pictures and images from the game. Yeah, because, like, yeah. It would be like the prettiest cookbook mm. ever. <laughs> you know? Very, so, such a colourful game. Um, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, to be honest, I'm not sure we'll end up talking too much about it in the future. It would be nice but... to hear your closing thoughts about it. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I think another really short segment. But, like, basically. It's a puzzle game, right? Like the the, yeah. the premise is the cookbook is old, and you're finally starting. You finally, it's your your mother's cookbook that she made when you moved from India, and put all her recipes in. But you don't use it that much, and then because it's like oh, it, little plot point of like oh, why don't we actually cook that thing? Or I want, or like I'm feeling homesick, or you know these types of things. Um, and then because it's old, some bits are missing, and you. <laughs> figure it out and like mm-hmm. thus far uh pretty straightforward the puzzles aren't that terrible yeah. um especially the second recipe annoyed me because <laughs> i uh i just i just I, st- I stared at it and i was like i i didn't even think about dry blending rice i always think about blending as uh, a wet thing yeah. for some reason and so that was like the one thing in my brain that i was like oh wait why why am i putting the water in this and sure enough all it was because like I knew the steps it wanted me to do, but for some reason I just kept putting water in the blender, and so it wouldn't let me sieve the clumpy rice to re-blend it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I know what I'm supposed to do. It's very obvious from the thing. What am I doing wrong? And it was just this, like, every time I started, I would just put water in the blender, and I didn't even think, what am I doing? And then if I was like, oh, right, of course. You're making flour. You're making rice flour. Obviously, <laughs> it can't be wet. I do. <laughs> It was like it was a really interesting like psychological moment of I don't know why I just keep put like it just didn't even cross my mind not to yeah. for until like I was like getting the same loop of nope something's gone wrong and I was like oh I'm an idiot yeah, yeah there, there were some things where it was like I know I had to cook a curry just let me do it 
You know what I mean? I'm not gonna, right, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not going to put the mustard seeds in at the end. Just let me... I know what I'm doing. But it's like, no, you still have to follow this. Just have to game it. Yeah. No, it's a game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it is. Um, <laughs> but I'm, yeah. I'm interested in, I think, maybe uh, uh, more around like how you feel about the game and stuff like that. But that I think that's maybe something... I think, uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think in, the in next time episode. we talk about it, when it's yeah. done, we can talk about like my feelings about the whole thing. And then, like, obviously... Mm-hmm. As the the boy who was born to immigrant parents who came to Canada in the eighties, um, I might have some interesting thoughts. Although, um, different cultural background on journey to to Canada, sure. but I think that was the whole point was Canada was had its doors open at that time. So, mm-hmm. regardless of the reasoning why this was a way a place where immigrants could come. Mm-hmm. Um, good. It'd be good to and get then I said, that. "Fuck that place! I'm moving to England, the place that colonized where I, my family came from, and where I was born." <laughs> Let's go and yeah. see where it all started. Oh, oh no! Yeah. Um, and then they so want to, you know. Oh, maybe that's it. It's just back. so fucking wet these days that I just yeah. assumed water was involved everywhere. Sorry, it's been raining like. <laughs> Water everywhere. The car park, uh, 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 the university car park that's nearest to my building, um, flooded, and they, they like sent an email out being like, "So just so you know, it's starting to flood, and the water's filling up. So if you have a car parked in this uh, in the parking uh, garage, like may- maybe move it. <laughs> Otherwise, <laughs> maybe it's already underwater. Yeah, <laughs> it's already all the way down the road. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh... <laughs> Did you know you owned a boat? Swept it away. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, your this is what up. I keep saying to Kim. She's like, Kim keeps saying, "How do we? How do we prep? How do we get prepared for kind of the end of the world? Should we buy a boat?" She's like, "Should we get solar panels?" And I'm like, "Well, that would be good." in you know, at the moment, yeah, sure, we can power the, the life the that we have. But actually, and when we're all underwater, we need a boat, mate. We need exactly. We need a boat. We need as many painkillers as possible. Just so we can, you know, trade them when we need to. Mm. Oh, I was uh, thinking of an easier way out than that with the painkillers. <laughs> okay, yeah. oh, if you want to battle through the apocalypse, go ahead. I could be Kevin Costner. I can trade painkillers uh, for things. I'd that we be need. the uh, person in Bioshock, like on the toilet, um, you know, scribbled on the walls, like <laughs> it's not, mm. not worth it. <laughs> just, like, yeah. I'd be the environmental storytelling in a game. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just Lucy's yeah. notes. You, you keep I don't even leave a note. I'd be like, through, through space. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. I'm glad this is where we have ended for the week. Mm. Um, let's talk about the beers. Adam, we'll come back to you. I saw you just finishing it. Um, mm. no, I, st- so I still have probably like a fifth. It's very oh, okay. strong. Mm. Um, it's really good. I... I wouldn't have two. Okay. That's fair. I think at the end of this, I'll have enough. To, just because even with it being soaked into my palate, like that sweetness is there. Um, mm. And so I wouldn't want... I, I'm not saying like... I, now, with just this much left, having sip, sipped it for like, you know, an hour or an hour and a half or whatever, um, I'm starting to tire of just that sickliness part of the sweetness. Mm. It didn't really... Okay. My palate never got used to that part, and um, and so as like the the pininess is still there, and like one of the reasons I've been drinking so slowly is that finish is, is light and long, and it has a little bit of that sweetness, 
but mostly in the more multi part. It's like it's mm. paired well. And then there's this like light pine note of bitter that also, again, isn't in your face, but it's just a really long. And so I don't really, I still have a taste on my palate for quite a while before I need to take another sip. It's just at this point, I'm enjoying almost that more. And so it's like, take a small sip, be like, oh, it's a bit sweet, but that fades within 20 seconds. And then I can have like a couple minutes of this light, piney, resiny sweetness. Um, and then when that starts to fade, I, I'm now okay with getting another hit of a bit too sweet. Mm. But that just means like, I'm going to nurse it, but then I'm definitely not going to want another one after this. Yeah. So this is unlike the bizarre squid ink beer, which was sufficiently you... oddly non-beer, but I would have a second in a row yeah, if I was still enjoying it. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but also, kind of, I mean, I don't think you should be surprised by it. Like a 15% beer is going to be its own thing. Absolutely. The odds of you wanting yeah. a second yeah. one. It's like... Mm. Um, differently with this, this double cheese... Mm. Uh, from left-handed John, I think I could have another one now. Uh, I, I, it is a bit bigger at eight point four percent compared to the other beers within this um, kind of release within this series, but I think it is, it's light enough in being a double IPA that it is very easy to drink, and I think the 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 kind of the combination of those. Slightly more earthy toned flavors, being quite light, and experiencing the little bit of sweetness that that little bit of lime that maybe runs through it as well, but by it being medium bodied and being slightly pillowy, it's not pillowy. It's not a you know, it's not a, a pale ale which is lovely and light and fluffy and all that sort of shit. It, it has aspects of that, but it isn't quite there. But it's there enough that it isn't heavy. It doesn't feel like a double IPA. It's not like viscous and thick or chewy. It's just lovely and light. And I think that leads so easily into being able to, you know, crack another one of these and just drink straight away. It, it very much feels like a, uh, not chuggable, but just an easy drinking beer. Um, and I'd love to experience this on on tap and just basically like mm. cool that's the beer I'm drinking this evening in the place that we are in um, just, just to finish out I have a small very small update um, mm. just on the pub round the corner I went there last night we, we, we decided for my birthday we'd go round the corner for mm. a beer mm-hmm. and the pub round the corner has gone from uh, having New Bristol Brewery on cask and a and one tap which is uh, kaleidoscope from Wiper and True. Mm. Um, they mm. now have the the cask beer, which I assume is a rotating New Bristol Brewery cask, uh, a constant kaleidoscope. They now have a rotating Bristol Beer Factory uh, mm. beer on tap, and they've also got. And I don't know whether it's rotating, whether they have this. Forever, they've just got Hells from uh, Lost and Grounded in there nice. as well. It's mm. like, oh shit! There's like. Four beers that, here now yeah. that I can partake in. It's just I, I don't know whether um, the craft beer as such is 
just penetrating that much more. It's a mm-hmm. conversation, you know, a wider conversation for uh, another day, probably a whole topic for an episode. But um, it just it just seems to be getting into little spaces and kind of appearing where maybe you wouldn't not you don't ex- you don't not expect it to be there. Mm-hmm. You don't maybe expect the breadth yeah. of what you're going to kind of get from from some sort of spaces and things. So uh, something maybe to talk about on a on a later date. But I just thought I'd update. I went to the pub last night. I'm like, mm-hmm. cool. There's four beers now. Mm. I'm going to drink one of each of these beers. Brilliant. <laughs> nice. Cool. Mm. I'd have that to leave great. the house to actually find out if there are beers in Sure, that's yes, and, um, that that is a thing. Yeah, mm, yeah. Maybe I, I mean, can now. When you um, have children, Lucy. No. <laughs> you want I to leave know. the house all the time. Just well, for entertainment that's purposes. Another reason mm-hmm. why I'm not going to have any. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Um, we'll wrap up this episode uh, for this week. Uh, they're the beers that we've drank and the games that we've been played. Thank you for joining us. You can get us in all the usual places at Tanked Up Cast on the socials or go to outoflives.net to look at our faces or our YouTube page. Uh, Lucy, mm. when you do get the time to write some things down uh, just remind us of the, the substack again it is juicyloose9 at substack.com perfect and if people have uh, games for you to play things they want you to write about on how do they get to you on social I, media I, I don't take requests yeah, please um, don't request <laughs> well that's that's not true I would but It'd have to be some very like weird indie game that I've never heard of, and then like is right up my alley, and, and I'd be like, "Yeah, dear listener, you probably know me by now. You know the, you know the buzzwords that get me going. You know the Metroidvanias. Mm. You know the pixel art. So, so yeah, if you got those kind of suggestions, um, send them to me at Juicy Loose Nine. Nice. I was going to ask Adol, but he's let the cat out. So I'm at Nova <laughs> underscore 47 if you want to shout any beer or video game recommendations. And Adol, if people mm. want to talk to you, where are you? I'm at the Omniarch on all the things, including Blue Sky and Threads. Oh, you were going to send us a Blue Sky invite. Yeah, I totally forgot. I will do that. I'm never going to sign up. No, I mean it's just it, 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 it was just as a, a final two minutes. What's Blue Sky mm-hmm. like? Do you go on it much? Do you use it at all? Um, I basically now instead of going on Twitter on the moment, so where I'm like, oh, I don't know, open a new tab, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Now it's Facebook, Instagram, Threads, Blue Sky, and I close them all real quick. Right. <laughs> all fair. of them. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. Um, such I will like say. I will say that my last stint of hosting at um, Glass Onion Minute mm. um, came out last week, I think. So if you want to hear, <laughs> if you want to hear me talk for an hour about a minute, five days in a row, <laughs> a film, uh, check out Glass Onion Minute. Uh, I stupidly thought because of a scheduling issue that the showrunner took over the guest spot so it's me hosting five days which is five minutes of film um and i thought darren was gonna be like because i'm i'm the 
my episodes are the longest ones. Uh, some people do 15 minutes in and out, and I do an hour. And I thought, for sure, Darren, because he has to edit these, will, will rein me in. No, I had to f- shut him up. We hit an hour on all five episodes. I'm like, Darren, this is your fault. This is your editing problem. Mm, nope. Uh, I do think they're fun chats. Uh, I just, uh, I mean... In the same way that when you're not around, Ben, Lucy and I just tend to talk and have very long episodes sure. yeah, that yeah. are tangential. It's just, <laughs> it's going to happen. That's what I do on podcasts because that's what I do in real life. <laughs> we, I, I, uh, um, so the uh, the Assassin's Creed uh, podcast of um, uh, the... Well, the Assassin's Creed episode um, of, Remember of, the Titans. Uh, of Remember the Titans, the new uh, Out of Lies podcast, which will be releasing at some point in the next few weeks, I would think. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dave has sent me the uh, the file because he's like, I've edited it and I have not edited a podcast for a very long time. Can you have a listen, please? Mm-hmm. And I, I, I've looked at it. I'm like, this is a very long episode. <laughs> Ten terabytes. <laughs> I, <laughs> I haven't had the time to sit down oh. and be able to listen to it. And yet. we had to stop. <laughs> There's a part like, we did not get. We got through six games. Well, part two. Think part two. Yeah, part two. Yeah, yeah but part two is still eight games. I think there's fourteen mainline ones, and then all of the extra ones. So I was like, I yeah. think this might be a three episode. You know, um, I mean, part of it is like it's the first time we. Uh, so the premise uh, is we go through franchises. But by going mm-hmm. through every game in a franchise mm-hmm. and if and talking about our experiences and our thoughts about it and even just going through the plot, like it's just it's going to be it's long regardless, right? Yeah, but yeah I, I've um, I've sub- subscribed to the Retronauts uh, mm. Patreon. Mm. Um, mm. I just I just go in and out of like liking different podcasts now and then. It's like okay, I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna try and get through the back catalog of um retronaut so i'll subscribe to them for a few months it's like yeah i like that kind of format you know just talking yeah. about old games because you know even the context of like some of these games are old but you know i like looking back mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and it's nice to experience that from someone else's perspective as mm-hmm. well without thinking oh i must you know i want to experience assassin's creed yeah. again i'm gonna go back and play every single game Absolutely. in order kind of through or i could just listen to these three people talk yeah. about their experiences <laughs> yeah. with those mm-hmm. games and yeah. relive those memories mm-hmm. within an hour or two on a podcast perfect yes. uh, so yes uh, remember the titans will be coming um i really I wanted to be remember remember the titles remember the titles yes yes but um what was my i did suggest the dave yeah, my, mine was remember the titles, wasn't it? That was my, my yeah. idea. It was, yes. Yeah, I like that. It was yeah. your idea, Lucy. Yeah, yeah I, I should um, push him on it. <laughs> we haven't, we haven't, we haven't published the feed. It can, it can be. Oh, uh, that's true. It's not okay. up yet. Yeah. 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 Uh, good. Well, a lovely place for us to finish. Remember, go to outlives.net and you can experience all of these things as well and see our beautiful faces and the beers that we have drank. Thank you very much for joining us this week. We've been tanked up, and we will see you soon. Goodbye. Uh, bye. 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 www.outoflives.net <laughs>